And welcome to Soul Zero Two. This is the podcast that's putting the oxygen back into the Christian life one soul at a time. So glad to be with you today. And uh, I want to do one more piece on the the issue of controversies. And the last time we spoke, we talked about uh, the question, uh, is your controversy worth fighting for? And uh, there's so much, sometimes when, when God puts something on my heart to talk about, uh, it kind of continues to burn like a steady fire until until it's done. So, so maybe today I can talk about this issue, and I titled it this, When Controversies Become Fatal. When Controversies Become Fatal. And I don't mean that just in a literal sense, but have you ever met someone? Um, I, I, I know a guy 30 years ago who spent eight hours a day researching controversies and conspiracy theories. And uh, he basically had no life. And he was very slovenly in appearance, and he didn't work. Uh, he was uh, on unemployment and didn't really have a purpose in his life other than to study these 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 controversies and uh, conspiracy theories. And when I was younger, I said, well, you know, that's interesting. And I didn't think about it, though, but I realized that that uh, he he really would try to get people to get into this, and they would get all into a, a fever about it and froth at the mouth over it and and obsess over, you know, the world's going to end tomorrow, and we have to get, you know, make sure we have guns, make sure we have our bomb shelters, and make sure we have our food packs ready to go, uh, you know, two-year supply. And so, and these were Christians that, that became so obsessed with... Uh, with what he was saying, that they they lost focus of Christ, and so that is what I mean by an example of when a controversy can become fatal. And with every controversial uh, comment you hear about there, uh, each word can be its own acid test as to how serious I should take that controversy. But I I want to give you maybe four four things that that show that a controversy maybe is fatal. The first one is this, when they perpetuate a vicious cycle. What do I mean by that? Have you noticed that when when comments on social media abound, whether it's Twitter, Facebook, Snapchat, uh, you know, someone's podcast, uh, YouTube video, when someone makes a comment, reactions to that comment can be in the thousands, even millions. And, and it continues to fuel what that person said. I, I've seen videos where they got a million hits overnight done by, by people that I felt they were irresponsible and they had no real proof of what they were saying or what they were saying was very, very uh, uh, questionable. And since human nature is curious, we have a tendency to say, oh, I got to check that out. And then, you know, I'll send it to my, my, my friend, oh, you got to see this video. And... After a while, it just becomes uh, something, some fancy that we we toy around with that is just for a curious mind, but has no real substance. And in fact, how do we know that? Because all it does is fuel gossip and more gossip and heresy and more heresy. And then other people respond to it, and then that starts a whole nother generation of, and a cycle of words, and, and it's, it's unending. So this vicious cycle continues uh, a sad example of it is the cycle of hatred happening right now between the races in our world. You have black and white, and I'm, and I'm Latin, so you know I'm, I'm in the middle somewhere. 
But you have this vicious cycle happening right now of people just just putting it out there in, a, in an awful, awful poisonous way. And, and, and there's no end in sight. You know, one person does this awful thing to that person, and then this, this group grows outrage, and this group hurts that group, and they grow in outrage. And a common theme in the news now is growing outrage. Have you noticed that? There's growing outrage because this happened or that happened. And so this, this vicious cycle continues, and that's when controversies become fatal, in a literal sense. But also they become fatal. Controversies become fatal when they polarize. What do I mean by polarize? Have you ever had a, a very sharp disagreement with someone you love or a friend, and all of a sudden you realize we stand on absolute opposite sides of this issue? That's what it means to be polarized. They're, they're on the North Pole and you're in the South Pole and you're opposites. And it happens in marriage all the time where you have these issues and some of them aren't really that big deal. But man, you know, I want to squeeze the toothpaste in the middle and she wants to squeeze it from the end. And man, we're polarized on that issue. But when it's, when it's bad, when, polariz- when polarization is bad is when it becomes us against them issue. When it becomes uh, I'm right, you're wrong, and that's all there is. And, and when it becomes a rant that doesn't really uh, become a conversation, sometimes uh, when we rant, it, it totally uh, disables the ability to have conversation and talk about it. Why, why do we hate conversations sometimes? Because we want to rant at people and we, we want to be right. But maybe the, the, the best approach, the way Paul talked about it in First Timothy, is be a patient teacher. A patient teacher listens. That's the key. And, but we're living in a culture that's so polarized that if you don't agree with us, then you're one of them. You're part of the system. You're part of that messed up, broken down system. And there's something wrong with this picture. And so, so controversies become fatal when they polarize, but they also become fatal when they, when they only multiply fear. Now, we know that some controversies that are legitimate do inspire fear in us, and they should. You know, think of the, the, uh, the abuse of, of some of the African-American people. It's awful. Think of uh, the, uh, the Nazi war camps, you know, during the war. Think of what happened in North Korea, you know, in the 90s, where so many were killed. Think of what Stalin did, killing 20 million people. Those things strike fear in us. Those things are awful. Think of the anti-Semitism that is in the world, how awful that is. Those things make us afraid, and they should, in a sense. But there are controversies also that do nothing but strike fear. And I'm speaking to Christians now. There are Christians that are just totally afraid because they've been uh, feeding on some of these websites, some of these, some of these podcasts that only talk about the end of days. That what's happening today is a sign that the world's going to end tomorrow, and we're all done, and that's it. And so they're living in fear, and out of fear, they're reacting and overreacting. And never in the Bible does it say to stock up, you know, for two years, or does it say to to have a you know uh, have a plan that 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 where you're going to survive and just kind of bolt down. The Bible doesn't talk about that. The Bible says, "Be ready, be ready, be ready." And why? Because in those days, Christians didn't live long enough to have plans. They were they were too busy getting martyred. But 
what happens is some of these video sites, some of these websites and YouTube uh, videos that people are seeing, and they're very interesting to hear. I've seen a couple of them. Man, I want to hear more and see more, but I don't have the time. But they tend to promote fear-mongering. And they tend to make people overreact out of fear, and out of mistrust, not out of faith. And there's a specific scripture that says that God is not the author of fear. God is not the cause of fear. Fear doesn't come from God, so it comes from somewhere else. And there's a difference between being concerned and saying, I should have a plan for my life and you know be ready and I don't want to be foolish. Uh, that's different than being so obsessed with, you know, the world's going to end tomorrow, so I've got to do all these things to, you know, prepare to, to be ready. In, in case of nuclear fallout, I've I got to get underground. I just, you know, live there and create a whole thing. The Bible never talks about that. The Bible talk, it never makes it easy on our flesh. It just says, be ready, and you will suffer persecution. And so, but here's another one, another another fatal result of controversies, when controversies are fatal, is when they oversimplify or when we oversimplify the controversy itself. How many controversies have been put in a nutshell by by people who maybe read something on Wikipedia or saw a YouTube video or heard a podcast and they think they have it all figured out and they say, well, that's, this is what's going on and that's the way it is. And let me put it to you this way. It's possible to distill a chicken, uh, you know, a chicken that you, you uh, bought at the market, chicken in water and spices into a beautiful thick broth. I've done it. I, I love chicken soup. But it's also possible to over distill a chicken in the spices to the point where they become reduced to a shriveling lump of inedible, inedible food. This is what happens when people oversimplify things. To oversimplify is to practice, is the practice of simplifying something that is complicated to the point where it becomes minimized and distorted. And there's a difference in, in making something simple so that people understand it, but then there's a difference in making something over simple. They call it reductionist thinking, where I have it all figured out with a neat bow on it, and it's all done. When it's not, it's much more complicated than that. And think of the old running joke about the oversimplified answers that every year some Miss America contestant would would be asked, you know, uh, would give when she was asked, well, how would you bring world peace? And so many comedians have made jokes of that, that, that they they provide these answers that are kind of airy and kind of, you know, oversimplified, right? Well, I would make all the world leaders come to the table and do A, B, and C. And that's way easier said than, than done, isn't it? That's an oversimplification. So add to this problem what, what has been called the great leveler, right? The internet. The internet is the great leveler. And the problem with, with the internet is that due to the internet, everyone is now an expert researcher. And the problem is that research is done in an undisciplined and shoddy uh, fashion often that ignores years of scholarship, <clears throat> years of scholarship that is already done, that was already conducted and, and done with integrity and done with accountability. 
and and you have these some of these websites that that have propped up with none of that with with no academic integrity with with uh, no accountability and they're making these wild statements and people just clamp onto it because human nature is that in times of crisis we want to make sense of the world so we become attracted to stories we need to put this into a story that makes sense to us and that is temptation isn't it so what happens is that conclusions that took 30 years for a scholar to arrive at are dismissed in three seconds in favor of conclusions that were arrived at in, in a three-hour podcast. And this is the kind of world we're living in. So in the notion of arguments and dialogue and anger, how do you remain steady? How do you, how do, you do it? I want to encourage you to not let your controversy become a fatal one. Don't let what you're believing in, what you're fighting for, uh, be the death of you in a sense and be something that absolutely and totally wastes your time. So I want to encourage you, uh, check out our our, our Soul02 ch- uh, uh, website. Uh, it is uh, soul02.com. There you can access our YouTube channel, which we're trying to build up and get likes and subscriptions. So please, please be part of our YouTube channel. We're trying to build that up. And also check us out on Facebook also. And also we have blogs and articles and and uh, a lot of goodies and audios on that on that website. So I want to encourage you and thank you so much for listening today. God bless you.